We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a while, monkeys. You know, you've been busy. I've been busy. We keep making excuses yeah, I, for ourselves, but here we are. I, I mean, you know, no, th- this is, you know, we're right on schedule. This is exactly what we thought the next episode was going to be. Yeah, like right at the end of DPC. <laughs> honestly, honestly, you're getting really good at repositioning webcams. <laughs> I got uh, a little bit too much practice, sadly. <laughs> uh, so let's just make sure you're good. I'm good. Okay. So, yeah, guys, if you've never tuned in, this is the... Banana Slam Jaren podcast, perfectly named. We are sponsored and partnered with Prediction. That is P-R-E-E-D-I-C-T-I-O-N. You can find them on all the stuff. Twitch, Spotify, iTunes. So if you guys want to find all of our episodes at other places, that's where you can find them. Forgive me, guys. Also forgive my hair. Uh, Monkeys looks a lot cleaner than I do. I didn't shower yet today. Uh, I, I just went out in public, so... Fair enough. I uh, I my last shower was like last night at like two a.m. So what can you do? Um, That's not that long ago. Yeah, but it's Wait, you know yeah. I sl- I slept between then and now, so yeah, my hair yeah. looks like this. So what we do in this podcast, guys, is we just it's just me and me and monkeys for two little peas in a pod hanging out and uh, talking about life, Dota, random things that come to our minds. So monkeys, man, how you doing, man? I'm doing uh I'm doing pretty decent, you know, just finished uh our DPC season. Um and a like middle of the pack, which was kind of what we were aiming for, so no wait wait really not too much excitement, but not too much like disappointment either. Just kind of like, you know, we we did kind of how we expected and we improved a decent amount throughout the season. So Who's your favorite you know? teammate? I feel like I'm not allowed to answer that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, 
So, what's the overall impression from the team? Basically, business as expected, like as usual. You guys expected this. Like, what's the aspirations? You know, I mean, I like. I think. I think from the get go, since we started in D two, like all of our focus was pretty much on TI qualifiers, anyways. So, like, like going to a going to the major wasn't really like expected of us like obviously if we made it like that would have been amazing and awesome and we would have been super psyched but i mean obviously with eg and quincy being in the region like i i mean i am still under the impression that both of those teams are like top eight teams in the world like i think if mss didn't get uh covid for the last major i think quincy would have done way better uh i think mss is like a huge aspect of that team like just as far as like playmaking goes and everything so um I, I, you know, I, I feel like it. It would just be naive to think that you're reliably gonna go to a go to a major when your region has two slots and there's EG and Quincy in it. <laughs> like, That's fair. Uh, my question would be simple, monkeys. Assuming that Quincy Crew qualifies for TI, I don't know the exact numbers. Um, who's the third team from NA, man? Uh, ho- ho- hopefully us, but you know, I, who's your toughest competition? Uh, obviously, und- I would say Undying is the toughest for sure. And I mean, you know, may- maybe maybe Zoomers get their shit together. I mean, obviously, we just kind of got dumpstered by Zoomers. Uh, what on Sunday yesterday? So I like, saw you get tipped I, a lot, man. Was that? Was I that, mean, of course, I'm getting personal? tipped a lot. I, I mean, I I don't really care about tips, you know. Uh, <laughs> I, just, I literally was laughing for the majority of that match because there was just like nothing on the line. So. Give it to me straight, monkeys. Uh, if you could punch one of them in the face right now, one of four Zoomers, who would it be? No! Why do you ask these things? I... Alright, you know what? I'm just gonna say Sammy Boy because I feel like he could take it and he would probably be like he would be like the most accepting of it or, or something, you know, mm-hmm. like he wouldn't take it personally. Also, I'm sure you would like to see Sammy punch the most. So, you know, it would be like a win, win, win. I would not object to that <laughs> occurrence. So, yeah, no, that's uh, I'm glad that I didn't, I didn't actually know for a fact that that series meant nothing. You guys are both locked into your standing or are you just... I, I, I mean we we were competing we were competing for a thousand dollars and 50 dpc points basically wow so. man you're so cool doesn't give a shit about a thousand dollars split five ways that's 200 apiece and 50 dpc points is literally irrelevant like There's people I don't in the know. world that could like, live a whole three months off that not... 200 <sighs> that's just why do, why do you have to do this to me it's the kind of shit day. people say to me in chat whenever i you know talk about <laughs> what i would consider to be like irrelevant money but so okay by the way about your team one of the final notes is you guys have a fan bundle and uh did you agree to give mason a portion of it no no did you ask for his permission (laughs) to use his voice yeah yeah boris and mason are like uh pretty good friends so boris just asked mason if he would do some two-based voice lines and yeah mason actually did like I think it did like eight to ten or something. And I, I, honestly, there are a few voice lines that were like way better than the one, uh, the one that Valve chose. Like th- there is one that was like, uh, <laughs> Mason literally went like, "Bring, bring, it's the base police." <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I thought that one was like so good, but uh, you know, unfortunately, Valve didn't didn't take that one. So, but uh, yeah, Bo- Boris just asked Mason to do some voice lines and. 
Mason agree. I, I mean, it, it only took him like five minutes or something to to do the ones that he did. So, so my question would be: Do you know how much money you've made from the fan bundles? Uh, I think I think somewhere our manager put it in our disc. Is Mikey? I don't, I, who's your manager? Mikey's. Uh, what, what, no, my, yeah, Mikey's for Zoomers. One of my mods, uh, Tara Rarar. She's our manager. Shout out to her. I don't think I've <laughs> met her. But uh, no, yeah, she, man. she's doing a great job. I, I actually didn't know you guys had a manager. That makes a lot of things easier. Are yeah. you one of the teams that actually shows up on time to scrims? Uh, we try. <laughs> I mean, I I am definitely the biggest culprit. I would say of not showing up on time. I think I haven't showed up on time like three times or something. I mean, all right. One of the times my phone died while I was sleeping, so my alarm didn't go off. Another time I just set the alarm for the wrong time, and another time I was asleep and we changed the timing of the scrims while I was asleep, and I woke up like on time for our original planned scrims. But I was I missed the scrims because we changed it to like two hours earlier or something. I mean, people ask me why I don't do podcasts with you regularly, and then they hear <laughs> this, and then well, I mean, I feel like we podcast regularly when we're in the same time zone. Yeah, you know, we do. Yeah, so, <laughs> uh, but yeah, guys, this has been uh. Quite the busy six weeks for both of us. And uh, got any plans coming up for your somewhat break or any cool things, fun stuff, or are you just chilling? Um, I, we're, we're gonna take just like a small break from scrims and stuff. Um, and then what about your life, buddy? Are you doing anything? I uh recently got back into rock climbing after my knee, my latest knee injury, which was about three months ago. So I mean, I'm being very, very careful with it, and I'm not really doing like anything crazy or whatever because I've just, I'm so over knee injuries. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm pretty much just getting back into the schedule of like working out, so I have more energy throughout the good day and stuff. Like wh whenever I get injured, I swear my energy levels just drop to like nothing. I, I have maybe like eight to ten good hours of like actually like being awake and energetic and then past that if i'm not if i'm not like exercising regularly like i, I just like <laughs> just start falling asleep like no matter what i do <laughs> yeah i'm pretty big culprit of this covid was not very nice to me when it came to working out you know collie yeah she's not too happy about it uh myself i i I'm not happy about it either. I think it's been tough for a lot of people, you know, not being able to easily go to the gyms and stuff. For yeah. me, I think it's also the fact that I've been casting the DPC while also attempting to be a streamer. Uh, mm -hmm. You know me. I love overworking myself. You, you, you know me. <laughs> so I, I, I've already said I'm, like, pretty tired of going through this grind for myself. So I think during these events, it's relatively unavoidable. And it's like... I had six weeks of pretty damn good pay to be a caster, so it's, like, impossible to turn it down. But yeah. it's definitely not good for me, so, like, my number one focus moving forward is to uh, is to get back on track, back in shape, back uh, eating well, all that kind yeah. of stuff, taking care of myself. I'm honestly sleeping a lot. People say, like, BSJ, get some sleep. You look exhausted. I'm like, I'm not actually not getting sleep. I'm sleeping, like, eight hours a day, but I'm just 
sitting inside playing Dota for yeah, or playing or casting Dota for twelve hours. So yeah, dude, the the wear and tear really does get to you when you just when when you're just inside all day every day, just like you know grinding Dota. I, I mean, I. I, I I really do my best to like take healthy breaks from like pubs and stuff because if I if I literally just sit here and grind all day every day like you know I I just I know I will I will decline in like my 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 mentality and stuff when it comes to Dota and I just like <laughs> can't do that to myself anymore. <laughs> I'm about to take the longest break I've taken in a long time, monkeys. Um, I think I might have mentioned some of this to you, but I'm going to Arizona to kind of like officially move out. So, um, and then, um, probably going to be taking the first week or two off of June for reasons I will not disclose. (laughs) Uh, but yes, so I'm doing that. So I'm probably not going to stream other than maybe once or twice for the next, like, three to four weeks dude so that's gonna be very weird for me i know most other dota players and streamers do take that time off i know you've done it (laughs) um but yeah i i never really have i don't remember the last time i took more than two weeks i think two weeks has been the longest and that's because i did like a vacation here or there Mm -hmm. um but i i I think go ahead go ahead I just had a random question. Is your car still in Arizona? My car is still in Arizona, yes. <laughs> so so you, you literally haven't even driven your like brand new car. Dude, it's a three... Uh, it's a 2017... It's like a three and a half year old car. And it's got like 12,000 miles on it, dude. <laughs> that's that's a sad man it is man i spent so much time away from home over the course of my like even before i moved to new york and everything um that the cars only depreciated like eight grand in value (laughs) so i'm pretty much cleaning you know i paid for eight grand for twelve thousand miles i guess it's not the the worst $60 or 60 cents a mile. Certainly not not the best. Definitely not the best. But hey, what you could, uh, you know, it could be worse. It was a pretty great car. You know, I honestly am going to miss it. Ricky's actually buying it from me. So really, it was convenient. He needed a new car. And my car is honestly really nice. Like I really like my car. For people wondering, it's a Honda Civic Touring Coupe 2017. You may say Honda Civic it's actually a very sporty very nice car so fuck you yeah. uh, i remember telling Kali that i had a civic coupe and, and she's like oh and then she yeah, sat it and she, she sat it and, and she was like oh cool like this is a cool car i'm like yeah it's a yeah. cool car it's a freaking nice car uh i think it went for like 27 when i bought it but yeah it was a. Uh, it was uh, I'm like sad I don't need the car, but the fact that I've just got all the stuff going on moving to New York and everything and I just don't need the car. So, yeah, I also I mean, bu- uh, especially like in New York, like you just you don't really need you don't need a car that much in New York. You can just get a, get around with uh, public transportation. I mean, it literally costs you more money to have a car than it is to like just the like the yeah. upkeep of the car itself is <laughs> yeah, like for yeah, parking exactly. and everything is more than you get out of the car. Um yeah. but I also like so all of my stuff that I spent a good amount of money on 
like right when I started making some money from Dota is all in Arizona, and I'm probably getting rid of almost all of it. Like we spent money on a couch, a bed, my car. So sadly, uh, I'm like trying not to be sentimental because I think at the end of the day, being connected to objects that are like not emotionally meaningful is kind of stupid. Like, why would I be connected to my car? But um, I've always been a bit like that. So I'm kind of yeah. like. I feel, yeah. I mean, I feel like, like I feel like a lot of people are kind of like that. So yeah, you know, no worries, VSJ. It's okay. Yeah, there will be more cars in the future. Let me try turning this light on my webcam. Maybe that'll make my lighting a bit better. There. Now I don't look like I have terrible bags underneath my head, but I do have a glaring light from my webcam. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. So I've got a lot of stuff going on, but this next week's gonna suck because I'm flying thirty six hours because my layover. Uh, I had to get my flight changed to leave a bit early. Uh So my layover is an Instable, Instable, and it's nine hours. So I'm flying from Sweden to Instable and then sitting there for nine hours and then flying to New York and then flying to the West Coast. So, yeah, trust me, BSJ. I know the qualms of of traveling. It's. It, it is not fun when you're just like stuck in an airport and you just have to like sleep on the floor or like a chair or something for like eight hours and you're just like you, you have like back and neck trouble as, as soon as you wake up and you're just like oh, no. yeah not really looking forward to it luckily because of covid all of the terminal organizers have declared that the casters get to fly business usually we have to like give up a something in return because it's expensive but the business flight okay okay i only disclose this because you could literally find it on the internet the business flight from from new york to europe like a direct flight is Mm. somewhere around like 1500 to like 1200 bucks so it's a Mm. lot of money i would never pay for it so they usually dock you something like either like a travel day or something but to fly business from Phoenix was like $7,000. What? Just look at it. it. Like, look at business flight from Phoenix to anywhere in Europe. It's like $7,000. It That's makes actually me, insane. So, like, I, I, you know, it's just crazy. I was like, holy shit. I guess I, I, I wonder how many events I never got invited to because they know I live in Phoenix. Like, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> But uh, well, now you're going to be in New York, so <laughs> yeah, problem but, solved. Holy shit, man. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? Because, uh, yeah, it was just crazy. But uh, what are your overall impressions of the major coming up? You heard about the animator and everything? Uh, uh, yeah, I, I like I heard about it a bit. I, I like only saw the Reddit post on it. I didn't really like look too much into it. I, I mean, like, I don't know. I, I, I still find it silly that the date or like all the info about it like was just disclosed like only what two days ago or something was it two days ago one day yesterday i actually don't remember i think it was two or three days ago but but yeah it's just like it's insane to me that a major is starting june 2nd and we only hear any info about it like 
like two and um, like almost two and a half weeks beforehand. Like I, I understand it's COVID and everything, and they're probably just like they're struggling to find uh, venues and stuff to you know actually host the tournament. But it, it's so just like it's pretty silly to me that there was just like no info about it released publicly until two and a half weeks. So. Ago. I don't know how much I'm allowed to say just because I work with Kyle and he works with WePlay. So uh-huh. I know most of what goes on in WePlay just because I know Kyle. So I'm going to tread this carefully. <laughs> like, I don't know how much of this is like public. I just know that they've known where the major is going to be for a decent amount of time now. Oh, really? So it wasn't didn't... like they just decided this week that it was going to be in. I mean, I, I guess, I guess, I guess Ukraine. it doesn't matter too much since there's not gonna be like yeah, an there's audience no or, anything. or anything. Yeah, yeah. So like, I may, maybe I'm just being like, like picky or whatever. But it, no, it you're absolutely weird. right. From the outside looking in, it looks really weird. Um, I think a lot of issues in Dota are actually caused by lack of communication from Valve constantly. Yeah. So like, they will decide something, but then the back and forth is not consistent so then the actual official decision isn't made until way later yeah yeah. so uh just to know for people that there it, there is a lot of last minute things that go on in dota but it's not nearly as last minute as it looks on the yeah. outside so i mean that that's just Valve in a nutshell, honestly. Yeah, it is. There is order behind this screen of chaos, but it is definitely not ideal, is what I would say. Yeah. So also, oh God, wait, wait, wait. I, I just have. I, I mean, I don't. I don't know if you were watching uh, the NA NA DPC lower division BSJ, but there is a, quite a hype match between Arkosh and uh, Dog Champ. Uh, what yesterday night? Oh what my goodness. Uh, you know, Arkosh, they really just pulled through and uh, made, like, a crazy comeback. Pale Horse especially, my goodness. I mean, that I don't guy's know if you heard about trash. this guy at VSJ, but he's honestly he, he, was, he was owning it up. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. If they go to Division One, they're fucked. Like, they're, <laughs> they're just going to lose every game. I, I had to coach them through that Piscato gaming series. I told them to draft Sniper Pudge. Saw it on a YouTube video. And uh, and they that's, didn't listen. That's no, they drafted it. Not not oh, during they did? Dog I, Champ. I did, I did not see the the Picado. Yeah, match. not during Dog Champ. They they didn't have the balls to follow through on the strats that I <laughs> that I presented to them. So that's why they probably almost lost. Probably made it a much more difficult series. But yeah, I mean, if Arkosh goes to Division One, they're literally screwed. They're they're gonna lose. They're gonna lose every single game. Will you guys go easy on them though? That's the question. I mean, I, I would never be a Shay because if I if I ever lose to Arkosh, then the amount of shit talk that I will have to endure for like the next year would just be it would be too much. <laughs> be too so much. my question is, are you like not worried at all about like the satanic backfire and backlash you might receive? Like the the omens that may be bestowed upon you by I, beating Arkosh? I mean, you know, I'll take I'll take my chances. <laughs> that's toying with some shit i don't think you fully understand monkeys so that's that's uh yeah i did hear it was a pretty epic epic ending heard there were some questionable throws from dog champ but hey wouldn't be good dota if there weren't some throws 
Did you happen I mean, to see the Navi game that I got absolutely livid about? I, I only saw the clip of you just shitting on their eye. Like, you, you I could tell you were like visibly upset. Me and Fog were watching that series. It was the most straight up disrespect I've ever seen given to an opponent. Like the way they played as well as itemized. You could just tell they thought they were 10 times better than the opponent and did not respect them at all. Like, you could just tell. Yeah. You can tell. You can tell that shit. Like, you're watching yeah, the game. Yeah. And I'm like, the first game, they were winning by, like, 15,000 and then almost lost. They actually almost lost really? the fucking game. And then the second game, they were winning by 5,000, built shitty items, and lost. And then the third game, they built atrocious items on, like, three different heroes and lost a 15k net worth lead with the better late game, dude. They had the better yeah. late game. They still lost. And, and what, what's so insane to me is, like, <sighs> I mean, I feel I feel like it's hard to argue that Na'Vi wasn't... Cla- like they, they. It's hard to argue that they weren't just trying to disrespect their opponents, right? Like, I, I feel like it's it's pretty... Because, I mean, I literally looked at the item village, and I agree with you. Like, that, that was awful, awful itemization. But uh, I, it's it's crazy to me that they would like even risk losing a series like that when there's three slots. Dude, the they that literally that decided <laughs> if they won that series and their next series, which I think is against a pretty easy opponent, they're literally at the major. Yeah, like they're at the I, fucking I, major. I, I like, find that that's why I assume there's no like questionable shit going on, and I just assume that they were incredibly arrogant and uh, just got like let their egos get the best of them. But I was like, me and Fogged were just like watching the game because we were on panel and we're like in the green room watching it. We were like straight up offended by their performance. We were like, yeah, I could tell, I could tell how mad you were. We we were so mad because we're first game. We're like, oh, like this is gonna be a clean like twenty five minute win for Navi. They look way better than Unique. Like they look like they're executing the first twenty minutes real clean. And then yeah. they didn't like have one or two mistakes that just lost in the game where it's like execution. They just straight up played five different parts of the map and built pubby items and lost. That was like all three yeah. games. I was like, or I guess the first game they let like the opponent come back, but then still managed to pull it out. But uh, I uh, go ahead. Something I'm I'm at least hoping from Valve for the next because I'm expecting there to be changes to the DVC leagues and everything. But something I'm really hoping from Valve for uh, like moving forward is just like like every single region getting three slots rather than like all, all of this like I, I mean don't get me wrong i do think china and europe are probably like they probably are the better regions but like i still i i think there is so much room for like every region to grow and like especially like when you look at uh cis or eastern europe i, I guess they're called now uh <laughs> when you look at eastern europe they especially I, I don't know i feel like you look at the top three or the three teams and from eastern europe and you're just like are they really that significantly better than like south america north america like i i guess the cf three slots right now yeah they do yeah right? everybody has three slots but in a and sa yeah but but i mean dude even even south america like they're showing up like hella hard man like no ping they're they're crushing the region and like i dude i i think 
Thunder Predator is like guaranteed to not go to the major now, and they were top six. They're like literally a guaranteed TI team almost, and they're not going to go to the major because SA only has two slots. Like that's insane to me. Well, and, what I was I mean, saying is that why not give more wild card slots to? Yeah, sure. Even NA. more wild. Like, like, NA doesn't I, even have a wild card slot. Yeah, I know. Like, I, I think it's just so sad because I don't. I don't think there's like. I, I've seen I've seen a few people tweet about it, but like I don't think there's really I don't think it's easy for like NA and SA to really like grow as regions. Like, again, for NA especially, Quincy and EG are so good at Dota. Like, do you know how good you have to get as a team without international experience to beat EG or Quincy? Like, and you're never you getting get, it, and they are. You have to really, really get good at Dota. <laughs> but, uh, I want to be clear though, okay? To people wondering. You know, if we give them more wild card slots, first off, the only technical negative would be that you pay for the team to go to the major. Okay? Yeah. Like that there's the financial investment to go to the major. That's pennies compared to like the overall cost of putting on the entire thing. But secondly, you don't get any fucking money in the current DPC system for losing in the wild card. So. Even, even why not like just win put, the wild card why not just put the them in the wild card like why isn't yeah. there honestly four I, slots I, in every region i, mean, I why I, there I should be four so slots so. in every region i think personally yeah. let's ignore money like money we may have to factor in a bit but like let's ignore money for a second you put one team straight into the playoffs one team into the group stage and two teams in a wild card you obviously have to change up like how many teams make it past each stage but if NA is really that much worse than other regions, which I'm not even going to argue, okay? Like, let's not even argue this. If they are that much worse than other regions, neither of those two teams will ever make it out of the wild card, and it won't impact, like, anything. It won't, it won't yeah, impact well, anything. Uh, well, right? uh, all it will do is just make the region better because those those players that are on those teams will get that international experience. I'm just saying like, that, like, it, <laughs> it's, like, it's not unfair to a region like Europe if they're quote-unquote better. Like let's yeah. like they are. I would say there's more depth in Europe that sure. you put four teams from both regions in the major. If the two European teams always advance and the two NA teams never do, like if they are better, they will advance. Yeah. Like period. You I, know? I like, guess that 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 would probably be like I, I would say that's one of my biggest qualms with the current DVC season. And then the other one would be literally like only the top eight teams at the major gets prize money which is still pretty silly to me but Man. i mean what what do i know you know i'm just i'm just a player i've only played this game for like 10 years so you know hey yeah let's be clear guys <laughs> let's be clear if valve put like an eighth of the ti money into the regular season it would be infinitely better for everyone infinitely better yep. For every for everyone that relies on the Dota ecosystem to make money, right? Like all the tier two teams, the tier one teams, it would be infinitely better. Other than the I'm, notoriety and like we have the biggest tournament ever, it would just be better. I mean, I mean the way the the way it's currently set up is literally like even if you win every like all each major like and you get first in every uh, DPC league or whatever, you're still making like like. Five percent of the TI prize pool. <laughs> like, that's so insane. All right, are you even making five percent? That'd be two million. I don't even think you make that much. It's more like two well, percent. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I guess you're right. It's like two point five percent. It's more like two point five percent, dude. It's even less. 
but yeah. yeah that's just like i don't know that's like incredibly silly to me like how how i, I mean i i've spoken to so many so many different players and different teams and literally every single player is just like yeah not none nothing matters like it's it's just ti like you either make it to ti and like you can sustain being a player or you don't make it to ti and you are just in the in the gutter of the dota scene <laughs> yeah that's pretty much it it's, it's sad talk about it a it lot is. think everybody in the scene talks about it guys whether or not it's like talked about a shit ton on broadcasts or yeah. on streams or anything it is I talked mean, about amongst every dota player that ever competed yeah i, I mean i i just i i like bringing it up like once a podcast just to like get our thoughts out that in case there's a valve employee listening ever <laughs> gabe and i know you're watching this podcast <laughs> I mean, hey, BSJ, you were recognized as a community figure, like, what, three My name was in a Valve post <laughs> while we were on the same team house. I remember that. Uh, and then, obviously, that rule got revoked or whatever, so, you know, didn't, uh, that was back when they were deciding whether or not streamers could stream tournament games. But uh, we have been going, I think, for almost an hour now, Monkey's Way. Let me check the time flies. Oops. I I honestly don't even remember when we started, so yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think it's been I honestly think it's been at least forty five minutes, and that's usually where we cut it off. So as you guys can tell, we had a very organized structure and schedule to the show, <laughs> as we always do. Um but I'm going to be out of commission monkeys for I think at least a week and a half. But I'm going right. to hit you up Sounds when good. I have a computer, because I know you said you're taking a break. You're not going to ditch me, monkeys. You're not going to ditch me. I, you guys, I, it's on the record. When the DPC isn't happening, I, I'm, like, mostly free. Guys, you heard him. You heard no, him. No, I mean, mute your streams, everyone. Rewind. <laughs> But uh, we we honestly, I I just love talking to you, monkeys. We've talked about it all the time. We just we don't have enough time to catch up to each other. We've had a yep, we've had a great excuse when we use the podcast to talk about random shit. And uh, I always like keeping it real with you, buddy. So uh, absolutely, I think that's gonna wrap it up for today's episode. But uh, sounds good. I did want to. I did tell you a few things off stream and i will probably be talking about those with you sometime soon so yeah and no. I, i'm super super excited for you i'm not gonna say anything more than shut that. up monkeys super excited and happy for you shut up monkeys so with all that being said thanks guys for tuning in follow monkeys make sure you do on twitch uh is that your stream no it's not that's your no, twitter that's, that's my that's my twitter that's my your twitter just monkeys underscore forever monkeys underscore forever people i'm like that's not right <laughs> <laughs> but yeah make sure you guys hit him up he's awesome uh he sometimes does well in dota as well so so occasionally occasionally <laughs> always nice talking to you buddy see you yeah. later have a good one bsa bye everyone if you liked this video please like comment subscribe to the youtube channel all that shenanigans because at the end of the day YouTube does care about that. You may not care about it. I may not care about it, but the YouTube algorithm does. So please do. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. 
legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.